Busy Birds. Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Our guest today is a product manager with 18 years of experience in software development. He's not only passionate about creating software solutions, but also creating eco-conscious products that has a positive impact on our planet and our lives. He's also founded a brand that creates organic products by blending the worlds of yoga and Ayurveda. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Anup Chandran. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. You are absolutely most welcome. Anup, can you please tell me how did your sustainable journey actually started? Well, this journey started way, way back when I was in my childhood. The reason I say that is my parents were from southern state of India, uh, in India, a place called Kerala which is relatively unpolluted compared to some of the other states. What I got to see was the rural lifestyle and compare it with the bigger city like Bangalore, where I grew up. So every summer when we used to travel, there was always a comparison. You know, how unpolluted Kerala was compared to the bigger city like Bangalore. Now, I did all my education back in Bangalore. And once I grew up, finished my college, got to see different places, moved to Boston, Montreal, a few other cities and so on, and finally here in Dubai. But every time I go back to Kerala, it reminds me of those days in the childhood when I would compare and when I would see the cities, even the big cities in the Western world, where there's so much of pollution, so much of garbage being spilled here and there, Whereas in Kerala, it is still rural, it's pristine, untouched by pollution and so on. I always made these contrasts. So somewhere in the year 2017, a lot of things started converging. This was the year when I started practicing yoga, reading a few blogs, and then um, some of the news feeds that I saw heightened some of my awareness at that point of time. It was also a time when there was a lot of campaigns here in Dubai about the issue of plastic pollution. So myself and my wife started making some adjustments in our personal lives. In summer of 2017 was probably the pivotal moment when we were visiting Kerala. We were having some conversations with my cousin. Now, she's a fashion designer and she makes these bridal wares and uh, luxury clothing. So the conversation was about how pollution is not just about plastic bags and so on, but some of the biggest polluters is the fashion industry. She was like, okay, I'm working in the fashion industry, but I know some designers who are making a change, who are focusing on sustainability, So this caught our interest. Both of us were interested 
and we were like intrigued by what does she mean by sustainability so she said okay there are people who are using traditional methods of weaving using the natural fibers and also using ayurvedic dyeing process which is not relatively well known outside kerala so she said okay if you are interested i can show what they do and she took us to a couple of people who uh, who are traditionally doing this uh, ayurvedic dyeing and when we saw the whole process we just realized that this is something that we need to showcase to the world and we said okay this might be something which we can probably do as a side gig <laughs> apart from our day jobs so this is how we started slowly started the idea of creating a brand which will become an alternative for especially free people who are practicing yoga so we wanted to focus on people who are already sort of tuned to the idea of being good to the environment and so on so that's how we started this brand called ayure where the focus on creating products which are good for our body and also the environment that's definitely some journey and talking about these yoga mats when i spoke to you the first time and we talked about what the materials are made of and like why these yoga mats are better i didn't really understood what the issue with normal mainstream pvc or vinyl or rubber mats actually were yeah so if you can maybe just tell our crazy birds what is the main differences between the yoga mats that you guys have and these mainstream ones so again i'll i'll continue that story because it was in 2017 again when we started off practicing yoga quite seriously we were here in dubai and going to a studio every day we used to do our daily practice what we started noticing was on the studio floor you would see bits and pieces or small sediments of these pvc rubber mats and so on which uh, other students were using and when we heard about this plastic pollution when we saw okay this is also plastic nobody's talking about this because in terms of pollution we are only shooting at the small plastic bag what about plastic in so many other products that we are using today we are not doing enough to look at other aspects of pollution for example the base materials used in all these yoga mats are either a byproduct of the oil industry which is pvc or synthetic rubber there are very few brands who use natural rubber even if they use natural rubber or even the pvc product what happens in the production or manufacturing of these yoga mats nobody wants to talk about none of the brands are talking about how does the color get into the yoga mat what are the additives added into this during the manufacturing process and especially when you're doing yoga your skin or body is touching this particular yoga mat and it's an intimate contact what happens to the chemicals that are already there on the synthetic you know surfaces does it get leached onto your skin onto your body these are some questions that we need to really think and ask so that is what 
prompted us saying that, you know, when we looked at the Ayurvedic dyeing process and the cotton industry and so on, we said, okay, when we are going to start Ayurveda, we're going to look at the yoga mat. So our first product and the prototyping was based on the yoga mat. So we said, okay, we need to nail this. And again, what supported our idea was Traditionally in India, before 1985, the yogis were practicing yoga on cotton mats. Now that's tradition. Now spiritually, uh, in the holy text, which is the Bhagavad Gita, there's also a conversation which you can uh, see between Arjuna and Krishna. Now Krishna is the advisory of Arjuna, the warrior, where in that particular conversation, they say that if you want to meditate or be in that yoga practice, the ideal layers of, you know, that you need to sit on is basically a grass layer. On top of that would be a animal skin where the animal has passed away by natural death. And then on top, you can put a cotton cloth. This is how you sit and meditate. Now, this is the spiritual part of it. But traditionally, of course, nobody has these uh, leather skins and so on in the modern world. People started using just using cotton mats. But somehow, someone, you know, when yoga became popular in the West, someone came into India to study, probably said, okay, maybe I need a little more comfort. And that's how the switch happened. A yoga mat means comfort and it's made of rubber or plastic. Yeah, because it's a little bit thicker as well. Yeah. And also it's it's not just when you hear cotton, you think, okay, cool, cotton, it's great. But there's there's quite a huge difference between something that is a hundred percent organic cotton versus, you know, the conventionally grown, basically the generic modified cotton that is mainstream at the moment. So what would you kind of say is the differences between your organic cotton versus the mainstream? Organic cotton, of course, is better because in two things. One is no use of pesticides and it's not genetically modified. The other aspect of organic cotton is it is based on certain principles especially for the farmers it's much better better for them in terms of not being affected by these uh, chemicals and so on so there are a lot of goodness around the organic cotton aspect of it that is why we when we started this uh, brand we said most of the products what we see in the market even if it is eco-friendly, they would go for God's certified cotton, organic cotton, because that certification provides that value, saying that, okay, this is a certified organic cotton. Now, we said, okay, we will go beyond that because we knew the people who were doing something extraordinary, which is not using synthetic at all in the downstream processes. So that is where we sort of said we will take this organic cotton and infuse it with Ayurvedic dyes. That means these are dyes or colors coming from different herbs. 
So that's the differentiator for us. And I mean, these colors. So when people actually look at your products and I'll definitely link up the website because, you know, some of those products are really, really amazing and so beautiful. What kind of herbs give you which color? Because you're using blues, reds, browns. So if you can just share that with our crazy birds. Yeah, sure. So from a from a color point of view, I mean, the focus on the Ayurvedic dyes is not just color. The focus is primarily on wellness. Now, color is an offshoot. So, for example, if you look at our yoga mats, the yarn is God certified. Now, the cotton, as you know, that it is sort of off-white in color. It's got a lot of impurities in the pure form. So what you need to do is first remove all the impurities. Then you need a bleach to make it white. And then you need to have uh, another process where you apply mordant. Mordant is something which allows the color to fix onto the protein of the, uh, 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 protein of the cotton. So once the mordant is applied, the next step is the dyes. Now, this happens in most of the products, including our T-shirts, shirts, and yoga pants, and so on. But it is all synthetic. Even if a brand says, okay, I'm going to use organic cotton, the downstream process is very important because that's where most of the finishing chemicals are used and infused into the fibers. Here, what we do is we remove the impurities by boiling it in hot water. Next thing what we do is for the modern, there are natural moderns. There are herbs which are natural moderns. So we crush those herbs and then infuse this um, or dip this yarn in those mordant. And once the mordant uh, process is finished, we then use different herbal blends. So for example, in order to get a yellow, we would use blend of Ayurvedic herbs the primary being turmeric. Turmeric, as we all know, is an anti-inflammatory. In Ayurvedic medicines, it is also used to treat many illness, to provide wellness. It is also used in um, medicinal concoctions which um, treat wounds, itching, and so on. It's also used in various skin-related disorder-based ointments and so on. So what we do is we use the primary ingredient of turmeric to get the yellow. Why I say primary? Because in the blend, there are about 20 to 25 different herbs which are crushed and made as a blend. Then the reds come from red sandalwood, which is again an anti-inflammatory. It's also an active ingredient in a lot of face packs, in beauty treatments and so on. So the wellness property along with the color is what is infused in our products. Next color which I would pick is the indigo. Here's a bit of a history for you. The true indigo was so popular that the British came to India not just to get spices from India, also the colors. Because in Europe, there was no true indigo or the, 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 the blues which you would see in the paintings and the uh, clothing prior to 1800s was very subtle. It was plant-based, but somewhere down the line, people figured out that true indigo is a better option. So it became very lucrative for a lot of farmers back in India then. But in 1856, 
a German chemist synthesized uh, synthetic uh, blue or uh, indigo. And from that day on, all our jeans and every other clothing is colored using synthetic dye, not natural dye. So that's a bit of a history from an indigo point of view. We use the blues. We get our blues from the original plant, which is the true indigo plant. Then we also have other colors like tulsi, which, which gives a subtle olive color. We have the neem, which is again an antibacterial, uh, which has got antibacterial properties. Back in India, in um, the Ayurvedic medicines, it is also used as an effective toothpaste or active ingredient to fight dental plaques. So these are different herbs that are blended together to provide wellness and color. So with all of this like natural colors that it's got, how would you then kind of take care of your yoga mat or even your towel or any of your products that's actually, you know, used with this coloring technique? Will it fade? Like, how do I take care of it? So as uh, everything natural needs a bit more care and uh, how we need to look at these products is with the lens of nurturing it so that we can make it last for a long, long time. So all the colors that come from the natural herbs are subtle. Now, they also have a bit of a, what do you say, a limitation, because if you expose them to direct sunlight, it may fade, especially after washing. So you have to be a little careful about how to wash these products. First thing is put them on a gentle cycle. You will also have to use only cold water during washing. And once it's put out for dry, you can put them in the shade rather than in direct sunlight. So if you can take care of these aspects, then definitely, I mean, these products will last. And of course, they have their own beauty in terms of uh, having those subtle colors. So with washing of the yoga mat, it's not like I can pop it on like a hand wash cycle in the washer or do I need to actually wash it by hand or soak it or use a gentle soap? Our recommendation is that you either hand wash it or you can use it in the washing machine on a gentle cycle. Okay. Again, cold water is preferable and The other important aspect is if you can add only natural detergents or uh, if you have eco-friendly detergents, that's a better option. So you also do not just do yoga mats. You've got some other awesome, cool products as well. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? So here's again, continuing with our story, how we started off. We said we started off with the yoga mat. So once we did the yoga mat, we also realized that a good complementary product for the yogis who are practicing is the towels, especially the face towels and the hand towels, because some of the yoga sessions can get a bit vigorous. So we started off again uh, with uh, creating some of the face towels, hand towels and so on. Then we expanded it a bit to cover the bath towels. Again, all our towels are handmade. These are, again, following the same principles of using 100% organic cotton infused with the Ayurvedic herbs. So once we had that particular line, we also realized that some 
of the yogis prefer to do meditation. So we launched the meditation products in terms of the Ayurvedic blankets and eye pillows. So these are again eye pillows using the same principles of Ayurvedic dyes, but some of these eye pillows have flax seeds. There's a bit of aromatherapy in that uh, these eye pillows. So all natural. We don't use any synthetics in any of our products. And more recently, we've launched the Yoga Wear line of products. So we're still figuring out the right kind of mix, which uh, are suitable for you know most of the yogis. So we are still refining that particular collection. So we just started with uh, Yoga Wear, uh, especially for the women. And we are slowly expanding that to lounge wear. That's where we are in our journey. Oh, wow. It's definitely been a journey for you guys. And I'm so happy to actually follow that. So I absolutely love my yoga mat that I got from you guys. But if our crazy birds actually want to buy some of your products, where can they go? The one place that I can recommend is, of course, our website, www.iure.com. That's where you can go and buy these products. And if you happen to be in Dubai, Finland or London, there are other alternatives. We have some partners and resellers stocking some of these products. And we are also looking at resellers in other parts of the world. So if you are a yoga studio owner, we would love to have some of these products in your uh, retail space. One aspect which I would like to highlight is when we work with our partners, we are very careful about whom we work with. So most of our products are created based on fair trade principles. So what that means is we, we have chosen partners who are a cooperative. So basically it's a quasi-governmental organization. So the weavers, the dye house, uh, and even the sourcing, these are some things which um, we are very, very careful about whom we partner with. Yeah, definitely something that people need to to look out when you actually buy products to make sure that it's got the whole circle. And we also believe in uh, giving back to the society. This is something which uh, we are passionate about. For example, the eye pillow comes with a nice little pouch. And the story about the pouch is, is quite interesting. So when we created this product, uh, which is the Ayurvedic eye pillow, we realized that, okay, this could be a great gift item, but the easy way to do the pouch would have been a canvas with a zipper. But then we said, okay, we could explore something different. And somehow, <laughs> universe has its own ways in terms of connecting us with something uh, incredible. We met a gentleman who used to work in an NGO so he introduced us to this uh, Christian missionary organization. They are doing vocational training for differently abled women. Now, these incredible women were making baskets and other prop, uh, you know, products. So we just gave them this design and said, okay, here is the eye pillow. We would like you to make a pouch for us. And after three prototypes, it was ready. So every time we make this eye pillow, we place an order for the pouch. So it's mutually beneficial. And we also believe that it leverages a lot of their skills. And I think we 
we are able to help them in their journey. Definitely. That's such an awesome part of the product. So what has been one of your most important decisions that you've made around Mama Earth? Just starting this, you know, starting this journey, because as I said, sustainability has been sort of in the back of mind. We always talk about, oh, what is wrong with this world? And we always compare, okay, how one place is different from other. Why can't people, you know, stop throwing rubbish and garbage onto the, you know, streets and so on. So we always say, okay, there is something going wrong. Nobody is doing anything about it. We said, okay, we can try to do something different. And that is the only purpose why we started Ayure. We said, let's do something. Yeah. So I think this is something very, very pivotal in my life because in 2017, somehow things converged and we had the courage. I think we had the blessing to start something. Now we are going to move on to our final five. So the first one is what is one social media account or publication that you follow? That's a difficult one. I follow many, but more recently, I follow the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. That's one. I would also mention another important channel. They are also on Facebook. I think they're also on um, Instagram. It's the story of stuff. Now, this is one particular social media account that I regularly follow because they champion on no plastics, no synthetics. So this is something which I regularly follow. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? I think we are in good hands because I see a lot of millennials and especially school kids here in Dubai. If you talk about sustainability, they know what sustainability is. And even in the larger context, I see the movement like, for example, you have Greta Thunberg, talking to world leaders and so on. So I see a lot of youngsters being very connected about these realities in terms of whether it's global warming, whether it's, um, you know, plastic pollution, many other causes. So I think more, you know, hope, especially from the youngsters. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out Mama Earth? I would uh, fall back on one of my favorite quotes, which is use less, buy well, make it last. And that's the principle that we all need to follow. And we also are very clear about the the kind of uh, circularity that is required in a lot of our industries, not just fashion, not just food. In, In every industry, we need to have that kind of thinking. Because I come from a software background, and we see that in the software industry, there's a lot of emphasis on reuse of software code. And that's even the nature, even nature is talking about this circularity where, you know, a seed becomes a tree and then finally the leaves fall down and it completes the whole loop. That kind of circularity, I think we need in all our products. And if we can limit the amount of intake or virgin intake into manufacturing, that's even awesome. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? I would like to throw a few numbers. If you, if you, a lot of people don't 
realize that when we say organic, a lot of people get it because if you go to the department stores here or in, in, in any other place, if you go to a Spinney's or Carrefour or any of those department stores, you will see that there is an aisle saying organic food. That's because there is awareness. People are aware of it. But what people are not aware is there is no organic clothing. So if you, if you go to a department store like Debenhams or, you know, any of those big brands, there are no aisles for organic. That's because there is no demand or there's no awareness. So I would say that, you know, I would point my focus on looking at other things organic too. For example, what we wear, not just the base material, what colors we use, what is the process, who is making it. We need to have that kind of transparency. And especially consumers who are buying these products, they need to have a closer look at the labels. Because in the food industry, there's a regulation which is pushing or prompting the manufacturers or the, the companies to put the right kind of labels. But when it comes to clothing, there's no regulation. And even the consumer does not bother about looking how is a particular product made? What does it con consist of? Does it have polyester? Does it have acrylic? Does it have rayon? Whatever it is, they don't bother. As long as it fits their price, it fits the, uh, the color and the look and the style and the current trend, they're happy with it. So that's the mindset change. I would like to have that kind of a conversation for folks who are not into sustainability. Well, we'll definitely send a few people over your way to have that conversation with. So in order for them to actually reach you, where can people actually find you? People can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and of course our website, which is ayure.com. So the Instagram handle is ayure underscore insta and connect with ayure is on Facebook. Awesome. We'll be sure to link those up in the show notes as well for everyone to actually go and check you out. Crazy Birds, if you go over to their social media and you check out some of their products and like myself have actually fallen in love with a few of the products, you can get a 10% discount on anything that you order directly from them online and you can just use the podcast reference so mama earth talk would be your discount code and i'll link that up in the show notes as well so you guys can get some benefit as well thank you thank you we are happy to offer this thank you thank you so much for being on the podcast i really appreciate it absolutely love what you guys are doing and just so excited to actually see that you guys are spreading to more countries and hopefully one day in australia Hopefully, hopefully. Thank you so much for having this conversation. And I think um, most of your viewers and uh, listeners would be able to appreciate what we're doing. Thank you for your time. You're most welcome. Well, thank you so much. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at mamaearthtalk.com. Follow at Design by Mariska on Instagram or email hello at mamaearthtalk.com and let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about. I love hearing from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every Monday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us 
crazy birds.